to not listen to your calling is to, to deny your spirit. And I really think that's true. I mean, I have to tell you, it's really heartbreaking when I meet a woman who's... Hey there, welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Jamo Jen. Today I have on Sandy Stamato. Sandy is a transitional coach and runs Limb Dweller Transitional Coaching. She started her career 35 years ago in advertising sales, marketing, training, and business consulting. Today she is not afraid to go out on a limb and help other limb dwellers live their most fulfilling life. So welcome, Sandy. I'm excited to have you on. Oh, thanks, Jen. I'm, you know, really glad to be here. Yeah. So if you could share a little bit about yourself, how you made a transition into the coaching and um, what your mission through the, through your, your coaching is. Wow. Um, well, I can say probably the best thing is to talk about limb dweller because, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that was very pivotal. So, you know, when you talk about taking pivots and, you know, transition in one's life when I was, let's see, I think I was 28. Um, well, let me back up for a minute. Okay. As a, you know, as a limb dweller, what's really interesting, that term, like what I'm doing today as a result of something that happened when I was 28 years old is phenomenal. That's why I'm like, pay attention. Things happen all the time. And today I've talked to women from all over the world, from Slovakia to South Africa, to, to um, Ireland and Spain, all over Europe about limb dwelling, these women, and there's a common theme, and I'm writing a book about it. And, you know, and it's like, it's the reason why I get up in the morning. It's my, it's my mission in life is what I learned as, you know, about being a limb dweller. And that's where it's, you know, and it started when I was 28, which was a really painful period of time. I was lost. I had, I grew up with a really accomplished family. Like my sister was an attorney, like everybody knew what they were doing. I got out of college and I tried a bunch of different jobs two weeks here, sometimes six months there. I just didn't, I didn't know where I fit. Nothing seemed to click with me. I always felt like I was a little out of step with everybody and kind of that square peg and a round hole. And um, I was just, oh, and I remember this time, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I had a mentor who was just Oh God, she was so amazing. And a mentor. And I was calling her because I, I just was once again, getting ready to quit a job because I just, it wasn't true to who I was, but I didn't know who that was, you know, that kind of thing. It's just that turmoil. And I called her up and um, she wasn't available. And so her receptionist, who was really snarky, um, wanted to get my phone number. And of course it had changed. And she said, you know, I said, Oh no, I have a new phone number for my mentor, Tracy, to call me back. And she started laughing and she said, Oh, Sandy, I'm going to have to start putting your phone number down in pencil. Ow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so, you know, and I remember that moment so vividly, like looking at the phone when she said that. And I literally felt like someone had come in and just pulled away all the smoke, all the mirrors and saw into my soul that I was a flick. And it was soul crushing. I just, I remember that moment and I went, oh, thanks, hung up 
and burst into tears. And it was such a moment. And at that, you know, the next breath I took, Tracy called me back. And when I told her what happened and I was just beside myself because um, it, it just, you, you get it. And so at that moment, she said, honey, you're not a flake, you're a limb blower. And I still to this day, I remember I was like, I go, what? I go, what? You know, snot running down my face. It wasn't a pretty look. And she said, oh, sweetie, there's two types of people in the world. She said, there's trunk dwellers. And those are people that stay at the same job for 30 years and they love it. It's their jam, you know, and they love the view and it works for them. And she said, but then there's people like us that scurry up the tree and scoot out on the limb. And she said, you know, the thing is, is that sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's windy. But oh, baby, what a view. That's amazing. I, yeah. I was curious, like where the whole limb dweller had come from and everything. And that story is, that's really cool. Oh, it's, you know, and that, what I learned in that moment, I didn't know it, but what mm -hmm. I learned in that moment was that one comment, one thought can change someone's life that I could change, you know, and, and this is upon reflection, but it's like, I learned that there were people that, that not everybody's alike and there's no shame in it, that the spirit that I have, that's always, you know, and, and people confuse it with being flaky and it's like, no, I'm just different. You know, mm -hmm. it's just different. I have a path. It just doesn't look like your path, you know? And okay, granted, you know, it's got a machete and I'm going, to, <laughs> but it's, I'm on a path, you know? And so that's why I do what I do. It is a mission of mine. It is, it is my, probably the reason why I get up every morning. Probably it is the reason I get up every morning because there's something about sharing that story with someone, no matter what age. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I shared that story. I was, um, I did a work workshop and I just mentioned that story. It's before I owned Limb Dweller, <laughs> really owned it. Internally I had, but externally, you know, which is why you and I are talking now, but yeah, um, I had a different name. My business had a different name at that point. And I was, I told that story and a woman who was a young woman, she was 19 years old, maybe 20. And she came up to me crying. She said, oh my God, thank you so much. She said, I thought I was, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, and it's like, I mean, if that's not worth, you know, getting up in the morning for what is. So mm -hmm. I've had moments like that throughout since I, since I really owned Limb Dweller. <laughs> that's a story. That's the pivot, right? So anyway, yeah. so it's, it's kind of a lengthy story, but I think it's, it's really important because those of us that don't, that, that are out of step, it's so lonely. Mm -hmm. And to know that there's lots of us, you know, there's, there's that, there's, it's kind of a badge of honor now, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, thank you. I'm a limb dweller. Thank you very much. I appreciate what you're doing, but I am a limb dweller. I should get little badges made. <laughs> you should. I know. <laughs> I, the, what I love about this most is that, um, you do, you can feel lonely or you can feel like you said flaky or like what's wrong with me because I want to try different things or make a, you know, like I, I got what I got out of maybe one career or something like that. And I want to attempt and try right. something else because you're just following that curiosity of life. Right. And I, so. I believe you're following your calling. 
And so, and that's, that's, and the women that I work with, so I work with women that are, you know, in their late fifties, sometimes early fifties, mm-hmm. late fifties, 45, but there's two pivot points. And that's when I think that calling gets even stronger and it doesn't go away. <laughs> it does not go away. <laughs> it just keeps getting louder, right? You know, it does. Matter of fact, I talked to somebody yesterday and she was, you know, it's so frustrating and it's heartbreaking because you think, you know, I, I thought at that point at different points, it's like, am I nuts? People mm-hmm. are telling me to get a nine to five and it's like, it makes my skin crawl. And there's plenty of limb dwellers that work nine to five jobs. You know, th- they have a whole different set of situation and things they have to deal with, but people that have been self-employed and tried different things, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it is heartbreaking. And then to be able to say, look, you're following a path. Just if you, it's just like, let's look at the path instead of the circumstances, instead of the labels, let's look at the path. And so, but it is lonely. There's no yeah. two ways about it, you know? Yeah. So tell me a little bit. Okay. So you were 28 about when that happened. Was that correct? So then did you continue on in, I'm assuming you continued on in the corporate world for a little bit longer oh, until, yeah. because you had the 25 years. So how did you make that, that transition then from corporate into coaching? Oh, that's, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I had a vision for what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Back. It was when I was about 30 and I, it wasn't doing this, but it yeah. was feeling like this. And so I had created this vision. I, I used to do, I did vision boards, actually I still do them every year. It's like a Rolodex of my life. And that's really how I tapped into my calling was through the vision boards. And so um, I, let's see when I was, so I worked, oh gosh, I worked for a creative agency. I, I did, oh, do you want the list? <laughs> but I did, I'd say like the last place I, I worked for a NPR station for eight years mm-hmm. and I did, I loved that job because we were kind of the Mavericks in it. You know, I was always a ma- whatever corporation I worked for, we were like that little Maverick section, you know, <laughs> like, and that's kind of that, cause that's what drew me. And when I was 51, I'm kind of short, I'm trying to shorten it up a little bit, but when I was 51, um, I heard the calling. I heard, I call it almost like a little drumbeat, but I didn't listen. So I was in a job that I loved, but that was kind of, I was eating my lunch. It was just like, it was, it was too much. And I was losing, I was just losing myself in this job, which happens with a lot of us, right? I was very successful, you know, I kind of believe my own press, which isn't, you know, it just happens, right? And mm-hmm. I, was, I was, you know, I was kind of the bomb, my own, you know, and I was, I was doing really well. And this is kind of why I say to people like, listen to the drumbeat, because everybody, mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of quote unquote limb dwellers that around early fifties, something happens, a health scare, something happens that it's, that gets one's attention. And so when I was 51 or 52, I think it was 51, I got into um, two rear end car accidents uh, within six months. Actually, I'd gotten into little tiny bumps before that, which is really interesting, but I didn't pay attention. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that I think that there's a vengeful God or anything. I just think that, I'm kind of stubborn. And so I don't really listen and, you know, when I get going. And so I got, I, I sustained a traumatic brain injury when I was 51, I believe 52, I think I was. And that was my wake up call. Mm-hmm. And it took, uh, it took me about two or three years to, to three to four years actually to get back on path. But 
but back on track, so to speak. But I say that because I heard <laughs> kind of the drum beat saying, mm-hmm. Sandy, I don't think this is your jam. I think you need to see you know, and I didn't really hear it. And then it was like, I got into like three little, you know, fender benders and it was never my fault. I always got rear ended, which is, you know, anyway, I, you know, and I didn't listen and I couldn't listen. There wasn't any, there's no bad dog here, but that's really what stopped me in my tracks. And that's when I, when I, I had to recover, I went back to school to learn how I'd been a consultant all this time and a consultant is a subject matter expert. And I, um, and I did that in marketing on my own, had businesses. <clears throat> but what happened with me was I went back to school and I wanted to learn how to be a coach. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to learn. So I dove in and got, you know, a year and a half education and, and started coaching um, because I wasn't the same person. But the whole point of this whole story is that I didn't. That's why when I'm talking to women and they say, you know, I've got this year. And I'm like, listen, seriously. No, seriously. <laughs> you might want Let's talk about this. You know, I'm really glad you're talking to me right now because pay attention. Because I, I really believe that that we all, no matter limb, you know, limb dweller, trunk dweller, I think we all have a calling. But I think for us that have been out on the limb a little bit, it's a little quieter. So the calling is a little bit stronger. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, baby. So, and I've talked to quite a few people that have had a similar experience. Like they've had something, you know, either a health scare or they got laid off. They got, you know, something really big happened at that age that forced them not by choice to pivot. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a lot of information. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love it because I wanted, I really wanted to hear the story that you just shared, like how you got to that, why you made that transition, because what I've noticed with a lot of women too, or people I've interviewed is that there, there usually is something major that caused them to pivot or transition into their current, like career or field or whatever that might be. Um, so I just always like to hear the story behind it all. Well, it's interesting too, because when I did become a coach, you know, when Mm -hmm. I I put my shingle out, so to speak, I had a different business name. I I had the same name I had when I was a consultant. So it was a simplified path and I was a business consultant. So I changed it. You know, I finally, it was a huge deal. This is what I mean about, you know, what I want to say about pivoting and changing and follow your path. It doesn't look pretty a lot of times. You know, there's a saying, you can't save your ass and your face at the same time. You know, it's like, <laughs> and so I went from simplified path, business consulting to simplified path, business coach, or I'm sorry. Uh, yes. And then I went to, I remember the moment where I went own limb dweller, own it. You have been internally, you have been, you know, I'm a limb dweller. I can do this. You judge all you want. I know me, you know, you do you, yeah. I do me. But for the first time, it was so strong to say, you know, and it was so scary because I don't want people to think I was a flake, you know, simplified path, business consultant, simplified path, business coach. I went, okay, let's, let's, I went, I thought this is, this is a palm reflection. Of course, isn't quite how it went, you know, it wasn't this linear, but but it's when I remember when I, when I did um, limb dweller and I was like, okay, limb dweller, business coach. 
took a big deep breath. It was like, okay, let's do this. And I put the stake in the ground and I changed my logo and I did, I did the whole thing and I announced it and I, you know, and business started, you know, I started getting busy and, you know, and it was all around business. And, and I went through this really, really extraordinary busy last summer. Oh my God, I was so busy. And with the transition that happened to who I am now and the hundred percent alignment that I feel right now, is after one of the most painful periods. I had three months where I didn't work, no work. I kept saying, spirit of the universe, you know, I just need a little bit of time off. You know, I think spirit of the universe only heard time off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was three months. I'd never had three months of no, I mean, ever. I've always had work. And during that period of time, I remember one day, it's like a pay attention. One day, some of my best thinking is in the shower. I just, you know, it's like, wow, I would, you know, I got to get a milk. I got, I don't know what I have to do, but I got to get some. Because I, have I, I think they make like post-its that you can put in the shower and write on. I'm going to do that because there's something <laughs> about the water. I go, oh, wow. And then I get out of the shower and it's like, oh, but this yeah. time I got out of the shower and I thought, you know, you love what you do, but the business part, when we start getting into like the business, the, the, the mechanics of the business, ugh. and I thought, wait a minute people are coming to you for business and you don't like the business part. You like everything that leads up to it. And that's when the moment I literally stopped in my tracks and I thought, I don't want to be a business coach anymore. And I had so much stuff against being a life coach. And I, so, so what began is I went and talked to all my clients. I went back and interviewed my clients and I said, mm -hmm. did you, why did you come to me? And almost without fail, they, they were like, well, it wasn't for business. It was for this. I was going through this change. I was, and I thought, oh my God, I'm a trans <laughs> I'm a transitional coach. And I have to tell you, that is when my business not only exploded, but that's when I just thought, <sighs> I mean, I just remember there was this internal, like literally stake in the ground where I thought, okay, honey, you now own who you are, what you do, but it wasn't without a lot of grief. It was really hard to let go of that business in my, in my title, really hard. I mean, incredibly difficult because that had been my calling card, 35 years of marketing and, and business development. And I mean, I had a, I have a really good calling card, but that's great. That calling card led me here so that when I hear people, I bring a lot more to the table, but that's mm -hmm. not why they come to me. I, I'm, I love that you shared this whole story because I think so many of us like deal with like, what will people think of us? Like whether it is flaking or the imposter syndrome, um, all of these like little things that we feel like we're the only ones who are dealing with that yes. and we're not. Um, so just sharing your story, I'm sure will like that, that whole part will really resonate with so many people. Oh, I, I really yeah. hope so because, you know, what is it to, to, to not listen to your calling is to, to deny your spirit. And I really think that's true. I mean, I have to tell you, it's really heartbreaking when I meet a woman who's 58 or 59. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible too, but they've lived their whole life doing the right thing mm -hmm. for everyone else, you know, family, kids, fam you know, culture, whatever. And all of a sudden they're, they're stopping in their tracks and saying, Hey, this is my time. I don't, but, but I don't, I don't, who am I without my title? Who, who am I without my, you know, business coach or business, who am I? And that's mm -hmm. the work 
I do with my clients because that's a whole different dive. And that's how people get confidence. That's how they get confidence to start saying when someone says, well, you're a flake to say, hey, I'm a limb dweller or hey, I'm just, I have a different path than yours. Bugger off. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you're right. It's really, it's, and it's lonely. Mm-hmm. When you were making that transition into the, the coaching, the life coaching and that tra- transitional life coach. Transitional coaching. We don't transition. Like- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I understand life coaching. I feel like it's a very like negative, like. Oh, it's an beautiful, it's all life coaching. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, when you were going through that transition, where did you find the support? Mm. That's such a good question. I had, I've, I've, I've surrounded myself with a tribe of people that get what I do and get me, you know, I have, I have, that's my message to anyone. It's like, we all have our, you know, we live in a world of trunk dwellers, quite frankly, <laughs> you know, we really do. That's kind of, that's, and that's cool. I mean, both, we need both parts of, you know, it's all in the same tree. We need both parts to make things mm-hmm. work. Um, I was very blessed. My husband is, uh, his job looks like a trunk dweller, but he is a limb dweller all over the place. You know, it's like, and I also had a tribe of people, you know, Tracy, that mentor of mine, sadly, she passed away like three or four years ago. And this is a tribute to her as well. But she, her voice has always been in my head. So I always knew that, that, that Tracy was kind of guiding me, if that makes sense. Um, And I have a tribe of people. Uh, that have really supported me, like never even question it. But if I didn't know I was a limb dweller, I wouldn't know to look for a tribe. And that's where it gets really lonely because then you're like the odd man out. You know, it's like, why would I just get a job? You know, that type of thing. Um, I want to say the other thing that I did, which was really, that made a huge difference was the process that I work with uh, with my clients now is the same exact process I worked that I, that I, I created and just through ne- sheer necessity, cause I didn't know what to do in that three months. So I actually started step-by-step step putting together a process that helped me find myself. And the first thing I did was I did, um, it's called your internal board of directors. <laughs> and what I started doing was I, I, I do voice dialogue work. I'm a practitioner and it's something that's very different for uh, coaching than it is for like uh, counseling or therapy. Um, but I started uh, doing my own internal board of directors. So I started naming some of that chatter, chatter. Like I have JJ, which is Judge Judy. I have Fatty Annie, who has many comments about my body. I have, you know, the big C who is Cruella. You know, I have the little one. So I, I started naming all these and the voices because I'd wake up and I just have so much like shame and and the difference was, was that I was the president. And so for the first time I started listening, I realized that if I didn't, if I only listened to the loud voices, mm-hmm. I made some really interesting choices. <laughs> I didn't listen to some of the, the quieter voices, you know, like the spirit voice and the wise old woman and all the, you know, compassion and all these other voices. And this is just a process that I'd been working with my clients. So it was the first time I actually really did it. From, I mean, I did it before, but I really did it for myself. And I started holding, um, I started calling meetings 
You know, I bring the board in and I say, okay, let's talk about this. And it sounds kind of funny, but what really happened, and I still do it. If I'm confused, I sit down, I go, okay, I'm calling a meeting. Okay. And it's like, you know, and everybody, hey, you're out of order. I mean, it's really interesting. I'm like, hold on, Judge Judy. Okay, thank you. And I sit there and I actually listen to what, you know, and I write what each, each, whoever has to say something says something. And then I'm the, I'm the president. I get to choose what I want to do, which is really what I think it's all about. I've learned so much about myself, but I'm now have a confidence in my ability. I trust myself more than I ever have. And that's the challenge with being a limb dweller. That's the challenge of being a human. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing that I did that really changed, because all of them are on the same, they all want, they all, they're all, all those, you know, messages I get in those voices just want me to be safe. They want to take care of me. What I've done is like with Judge Judy, <laughs> JJ is really busy. She's going, she's always got something to say about something, which blocks any ability to kind of be open to other ideas and possibilities it's fear and so what I started doing is after I gave everybody a seat and a name I left some empty chairs and I invited new board members in and so next to JJ sits compassion you know um, she actually gets around the room a bit Um, I have um, old spirit wise old woman I mean it's just it's and so a lot of times I mean this sounds kind of funny but I've had situations where you know, judge, she's like, I got enough information and there's still more to be said. And I literally have said, you need, you need to talk to compassion. You two need to take it offline. I got enough information. I got to go to work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But that really, you know, as goofy as that sounds, it is life-changing because what it is, is it gives me agency in who I am. I'm the president. And it started, I, I, I now have a lot more confidence and I've learned so much about myself. And that's really to, to make any kind of change or to own oneself, it's like to trust, to trust ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and as a limb dweller by nature, we're the odd man out. You know, the message is, you know, get in line. There's something wrong with you. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's like, you know, if you, if you're out of step, you know, you're the, tr- I mean, I've heard you're the troublemaker. You march the beat of a different drum and it wasn't <laughs> a compliment. <laughs> I mean, have you experienced the human yeah. I'm talking about? Yes. You know, the listeners out there have, you have. Yeah, I think I've heard that I march at the beat of my own drum like my entire life. So yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like they were like, "Yay!" <laughs> or were they? Like, or I, I think I've gotten it both. Maybe, and maybe they did mean it negatively, but I've always taken it as a positive, a positive thing that I've just done, been me, and yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's amazing. So you had your own, your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been told like, you're very opinionated. And I'm like, I am. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. There's really no argument here. (laughs) I love that. So I, but you know, if somebody would have told me that like even 10 years ago, I would have been, I maybe the whole opinionated thing would have bothered me more, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I hear is that <laughs> it's like that, you, you know, we all have our own navigational system mm-hmm. and where it gets swanky is with all the kind of shame about how we are. And I think that you can, that, that can apply to a whole bunch of things, 
But yeah. whatever you're, that's so interesting. I'd love to know what your navigational system is. Now I'm like, what's your GPS? But I mean, whatever that is, yeah. there's something. So, so can you tell me about that? Or is this, I'm turning, turning I, the chair around. Yeah, I, it's interesting. So I don't, I, I like try to think back about like my childhood and everything that I can remember is always positive. Like I don't remember like the negative parts to it, but I, as an opinionated person or somebody who is strong-willed, I spend like every night as a child in the corner because I was marching to the beat of my own drum. And, but I don't, I know that that happened because it's a joke within our family that I wore out the corner, but I don't, <laughs> I don't remember any of those problems that I caused. I only remember positive things. Oh, so I don't, oh. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how I've conditioned my brain to be like that, but it, so maybe that's why I've always just kind of looked at things as like a positive thing when people might be criticizing me. I don't know. Well, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like somewhere along the lines, you made a decision. Yeah. I don't know. It was your own, you know, but that's, (laughs) you know, sometimes they aren't the big burning bush. Sometimes it's at one comment. Right. Somewhere if, I mean, the fact that you didn't get shamed for it, you know, if it, it sounds like you were kind of the truth teller in the family. Is that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just always did whatever I felt I wanted to do, I guess. And it didn't well, even get shamed. Bless my parents, but yes. <laughs> Tell your parents, thank you from oh. a complete stranger. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And one of these days I feel like I need to go back into like these child, like regression type things to figure things out, but I don't know, you know, and if, if it's, but you have a guiding light, it doesn't, you know, sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter where it came from, you mm-hmm. know, and it's almost like what prompted you to do this, this web, you know, this, this podcast, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was working in corporate America, I knew that I couldn't stay there forever. Like I knew that I needed to get out, but I kept hearing like, you have a really good job. You have a really good, like you have really good benefits. Like you're climbing the ladder, you're doing amazing things. And I would go home and think like, I literally hate this. Like I hate everything about this. And I love the people, which is the only reason why I stayed longer than I did because I really enjoyed the people. And um, I turned to podcasts and videos and other people to find like the connection and like the co- coaches, I guess, because they weren't technically coaching me one-on-one, but it was like coaching me through this whole, like, how am I going to make a change? How am I going to transition to a different career or a different path that suits me better? Um, so that's, that's why I started like the podcast too, was because that's what I did. That's what I turned to. And it, it supported me through that period of my life. And now I get to hear everybody else's story. And I think it's so cool. And I get to hear like, like your story of being a trunk dweller versus a limb dweller. Like I would have never, like, I never had heard that before. And that's such a great like analogy to how people like live their life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I, I hear you. I am, um, you know, Tracy passed away. I, I've, I've Googled it. I've, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've never, I can't find any other reference. I don't know where she came up with it. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was Tracy. She just was, you know, and she just had this way of thinking about things and yeah, same, you know, it was, yeah, 
yeah there was there was it, it, i think the shame is is debilitating and that feeling of like being good at something and staying and some people it isn't as drastic you know it's like it's not but it's like you said it's like soul crushing after a while it's just like something inside is going please don't make me i love these people but don't make me go another day i really seriously no please don't <laughs> and i have yeah. to say i'm really happy to hear that you made that choice before before, honestly, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that didn't listen and mm -hmm. something happens. And I'm not saying that as like Duchess of Darkness, it doesn't mean our doom. It doesn't mean not, that doesn't happen with everyone, but it, it's noticeable for me as a coach and as someone who's worked with women for you know years now, hearing mm -hmm. their stories that listen. Yeah. And I feel like even for me, like I'm still like trying to listen to all of those like whispers, like what you talked about, like those small like whispers compared to like the louder people in your head, like telling you things. Yeah. So yeah, that game, it's the boardroom game. It is, uh, I'm more than happy to share it with you too. It is so yeah. interesting. I mean, that's the thing. It's like how fascinating that mm -hmm. to be able to really name these, name it. And there's something, you know, there's some, it's, to me, it's almost like when our brain and our heart starts working together, they get in alignment. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. You want us to name it? Oh, okay. And there's something that yeah. happens for me when I have a board meeting, you know, because I write every morning. It's the only way that I can get clear. I write every morning and I make a big circle. I go, okay, let's bring it. And what I'll do is I'll put the topic, you know, whatever the, the, the concern is, whatever I'm going back and forth. And I'll actually just write it in the middle of the table you know, on this big empty boardroom table, you know, it's like an aerial shot. There's a big empty, you know, board table or, you know, conference table and all these, you know, big oval long one, like they used to have in the, you know, fifties mm -hmm. uh, or something, <laughs> but a bunch of chairs and I go, okay, who's, who's showing up? Yeah. This? Is there anybody else that wants to talk? And here's what the funny thing is, is that sometimes when I hear now I'm actually able, and, and I'm not crazy. We all do this. You know, it's, <laughs> like, it's not like you're loony. It's like, we all have this. It's just, yeah. where, that's where noodle works. But um, there's all sorts of, you know, all sorts of science to back this stuff up. But I was going to say um, with JJ, Judge Judy, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll say, hey, sis, can you kind of simmer down here? I'm trying to listen. And there's something's happening. I have completely changed as a result of that. And I'm more present. And what happens when one is present, whether you're, I don't care where you are on the tree, that's where possibility happens. It gets quiet. Mm -hmm. you know, that little whisper you talk about, it actually can be heard. It's, it's a, it's a powerful thing, you know, Yeah. but can be very lonely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so what do you think has been the most challenging being a transitional coach? Explaining it. I think. Can you expand it more on that part? Like explaining. Clearly, I can't. Explain <laughs> um, I would say um, people either get it or they don't. When I was a business coach, it was like, oh, okay, I get that. You're a business mm -hmm. coach, okay. <laughs> but now that I'm, um, now that I am a transitional coach, it's helped that I focused on women that are fifty. I mean, that's what I love doing. I love working with women that are fifty and, and beyond because it's just a juicy time. And I love age. I think age is, I think age is the coolest thing. <laughs> like getting, I like, oh, I'm going to be 70 and how many years, you know, it's not quite that, but you know, I just, I was yeah. raised by a mother who, who every decade would celebrate 
and say, oh, girls, this is the best, you know, with my sisters and I. So I, so, oh God, I just started thinking about my mom and I lost track of the question. <laughs> um, that's okay. Because I actually read that part on your, on your website yeah. about the whole, like her saying that like 70 is the best year yet, or, you know, whatever, whatever yeah, decade that was. Decade. And that's, that's like, it's so cool to just have that perspective of life that like the more you age, like the better life gets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we we get wrinkles, we get, you know, things start saying that, you know, but it's like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like me in this age. Um, The question though was all around, like, I think it was, you were explaining more how to explain the (laughs) transitional coaching. Like (laughs) And there she goes. (laughs) Pretty much, I just say that uh, there's two. When I talk to people about a transition, what what a transitional coach is, for what I do, is I've noticed there's two areas that are really vulnerable in a woman's life. It's the early 50s, and then it's the late, you know, that I work with. It's the the the, the later 50s, early 60s, and they're very vulnerable and they're very tender, because these are times where all of a sudden we're looking at an end game with work. We're looking mm-hmm. at and just there's no there's a point where there's no do-overs and so when I explain that that for women and no matter whether you're a limb dweller or not that is a real thing and um for but for limb dwellers especially at that 50 something mark there's no goal there's no watch and you know you know like a party at 65 you know we don't get the gold watch we don't get the you know 401k let's go at 65 that doesn't happen you know it just doesn't and so it's a very tender time, vulnerable, and um, really unsettling because there aren't a lot of role models on how to live life on a limb because my mom certainly didn't have those choices. She, you know, this is the first time in history we've had as many choices, women, as we have aged than ever, you know, most of us didn't even live this long, you know, now people, you know, at 60, it's like, well, 25 years. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, and I worked with a woman who was 78 years old, who was starting a business and was so excited about it. It's like, you go girl. So That's awesome. I know. So when I'm talking yeah. about transitional coaching, I really, really, those periods of time, those are really where people, people gravitate to what I do. Mm-hmm. And transition's a big word, but it really, for me, it means, am I looking behind my, you know, am I looking in the rearview mirror and I'm having a hard time looking forward? You know, it's like, how, how am I, how am I going to, how am I going to pivot as we say now, right? (laughs) The COVID pivot, but how am I going to change this working with the same mindset that I had getting here, you know? So it's a very rich and um, it's, it's just a really rich time. If, you know, I'm always like, don't do it alone. It's like, don't be alone in your brain with a gun. You know what I mean? You know, that's kind of extreme. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, you know, my message to your listeners is, you know, if you don't, you know, find your people, look for your people, you know, um, start a Facebook thing, a group, just saying people that, you know, you feel a little out of step, march to the beat of a different drum, you know, get your people, start meeting people that, that when you talk about yourself, they go, yeah feel like you have a tribe, you know, and I'm, you know, of course I'm a coach. So I'm like, work with a coach if you can, but not everybody can, you know, right. the most important thing is that 
that shame and imposter syndrome, all those flourish in isolation. They just flourish, you know, and that's, I work a lot with imposter syndrome and I, look, I work a lot with that shame. And so there's just the power of being able to say, oh, God, I'm not a freak. Yes, that that's, you know, so that's with transition. It's, you know, you, you just don't do it alone. Don't mm-hmm. do it alone. Find your people, find someone you can talk to because it's, it is, because um, it's tender. What do you think has been the most rewarding? Rewarding. Of- oh, like rewarding as far as like working with people through their transitions. Oh, oh, to see someone light up, to see someone say, oh my God, I worked with a woman. Oh, I love this gal. And she was working at, um, she was working, her husband and her started an architect firm. She did design and she's like the last, per- and they did like biotech stuff. And she's like the last person you would think that. And I remember we were working together and I can't remember what the question was, but she had this moment where she went, oh my God, I want to grow flowers. And it was like, and the minute she said that, I could feel it too. It was like, wow, because her whole face, her Mm -hmm. whole essence lit up. She tingled. She now has a farm. She loves what she's doing. She still works with, you know, her husband getting that thing going because, you know, she has to for, for, for a while, but she ended up buying a farm she is she so passionate about what she's done that that in the city she 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 didn't have a farm at this time so she actually grew flowers not only on her property but she talked some of the neighbors into letting her do things on their roofs she set up (laughs) raised beds on these people's roof their garages and stuff and i'm like that's what passion is that's when oh i get chills that was one of the most rewarding things I've done and that gal that came up to me at when who was 19 years old and crying and said mm-hmm. thank you so much I I can't even describe what that was like you know this isn't about ego this is about carrying a legacy of my you know Tracy was my mentor she was the one that taught me about limb dwellers or like hey she got that but this is a tribute to her and and to carry that legacy on you know what's better than that yeah Oh my goodness. Knowing what you know today, if you could go back and talk to your five-year-old self, is there anything that you would tell her? Oh, sweet pea. You ain't seen nothing yet, honey. (laughs) And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're okay. You know, play, be five. You know, you're going to, you're going to have guideposts along the way. Your job is just to play and pay attention. Perfect. Do you have any books or podcasts that you recommend people listen to or read? You know, I, uh, every morning I read, um, uh, Alan Cohen and a daily dose of sanity. It's a daily, and I just love, he's, he's so incredible. He's written a whole slew of books and I'm uh, kind of a devotee of, of him. I just love, love his essence and his kindness and his compassion, but um, so I read that every morning. That is probably one of my, some said, what is, what is the one book you want to take out if the house is burning down? That's the book. Um, and podcast, 
I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but when I need a spiritual hit, I mean, I got to tell you, I'm an Oprah gal. What can I say? Mm -hmm. Never was before, but Super Soul Sunday. I don't care where you are on the scale of your feelings about Oprah. Man, her guest rocket. You know, I love, I love that. That that a lot, a lot of times picks me up. There's a there's a uh, also a podcast called Tapestry. And it's about women in the world that are making a difference that I love too. So those are just a couple, but I have a whole other list, but I'll. <laughs> Come back. I'll have to, I, I, I'm familiar with Super Soul Sunday um, yeah. and I'll have to look at Tapestry. I haven't heard of that podcast before. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah it's lovely. She has some really great guests on. And where can people connect with you online? Well, I, limbdweller.com is definitely, you know, that's, that's, the website. Um, and I'm on Instagram, same thing, Facebook and all that. And, you know, I have a quiz I have, I'm putting it, I'm in the middle of a redesign. I'm going to put it back on. I have a, are you a limb dweller quiz, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And also I have the boardroom game that I'm going to, you know, offer as well. So they, I don't know when this is going to air, but if they, you know, if they can't find that on the website, you know, they can, they can email me at sandy at limb Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone. I mean, just, just if, you know, there's something about, I have to say that I feel like I'm on this planet. <laughs> this is so wild. I've ne- I, I am a hundred percent in alignment with who I am. And I never thought that would happen. I never thought that would happen. I always thought I'd be out of step. And now there's a generosity and a, I mean, it's not perfect. It's not rainbows and, you know, unicorns, all that, but there's, there's a, there's a, steady current within me that that is unshakable and that was always there I just didn't know it so that's been that's been that's where I am and that's where I help that's I love doing that just helping people tap into their own steady current you know doesn't get much better than that right oh my goodness I love that is there any other last piece of advice you'd like to leave the audience with yeah don't do it alone you don't have to do this alone. If you feel like you're out of step, if you feel like you're that proverbial round, round peg in a square hole, no, you're not alone. You know, just there's so many of us. Yeah, it's just the thing about limb dwellers is that because our view is <laughs> kind of <laughs> moving on, you know, yeah. it's, it's a much larger view. Sometimes we lose track of the fact that there's somebody right next to us and somebody right next to us and somebody right there's trees all over the place. Trees are interconnected. You know, the root, the root systems are interconnected. And, um, and one last thing I do want to say is this isn't about um, trunk dwellers versus limb dwellers. This is trunk dwellers and limb dwellers. I mean, we all, you know, we can't, that tree doesn't grow and doesn't flourish without both. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, as a last thought, one of the things that I found as a result of this is that my, a lot of my friends are trunk dwellers and that th- through the course of the years, we've had flip, you know, they've, they've judged me, I've judged them. And it's like, this conversation has changed my relationships because there's an acceptance. There's a, there's a, there's a level of, oh, oh. And that's why that story is so profound is to say, you know what, we're all part of the same tree. You know, there's no bad dog here. This is like, just because you don't get it doesn't mean someone's flaky. It just means they've got a different current, you know? So that's a very long winded message and, you know, find your people. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you, Jen. It was really a pleasure. Thanks.
you so much for listening through another episode of Jamming with Jen. If you'd like to connect more, reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Forstner and make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you're always up to date with what's going on. Thank you.